Welcome to another episode of Pimp Your Brilliance with Monique Malcolm, a podcast about brilliant people leveraging their passions to create their own opportunities. I aim to show you what's really possible when you shut down the course of fear and lean into your genius zone. You can learn more about this show and subscribe for updates by visiting keepchasingthestars.com backslash podcast or come hang out with me on Instagram at starchasersonly. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, Star Chasers. This episode of Pimp Your Brilliance is brought to you by the Visionary Journal. The Visionary Journal is a goal-setting guide, mini vision board, and day planner. It provides a simple structure to help you break your goals into actionable steps that you can integrate into your daily life. For more information and to order your own copy of the Visionary Journal, visit keepchasingthestars.com backslash visionary journal. Welcome to mini-sode number nine. If you would like more information about this episode or show notes, you can find them at keepchasingthestars.com backslash M9. Today, I want to talk about a topic that I get asked about quite a bit, and that is manufacturing a product or actually how to manufacture a product. Over the years, I have been fortunate enough to create and sell a number of different products. And once I started creating the Visionary Journal, I initially went the route of DIYing that project, and in the last two years, I've successfully manufactured this through an outside company. And so today I want to talk about that process, what it's like to actually go through finding a printer, what it's like to work with a printer, how I actually got to that place where I decided that was the best route for me. So the idea behind the Visionary Journal is pretty simple. I started with this question, and that was, why is it so hard for us to reach our goals? And I really kind of dug into that question and came up with three potential reasons why. One, people not having enough accountability. Two, the timeline for completing goals being way too far out. And so people lose motivation. And then the last thing was that life just happens and we get distracted and we get derailed. So I wanted to create a planner system that could one, solve those problems, but also had goal setting built into its DNA. And that's initially where the idea for the Visionary Journal came from. At the time, I didn't see any planners like that on the market, so I decided to create it myself. And fast forward three years later, the Visionary Journal has been through three different versions, each time getting progressively better. And even now I'm in the process of putting together a version four. So for those of you who are waiting and have been sending emails about the Galaxy Visionary Journal, if it's coming back. I promise, I promise, I promise. It is in progress. So I don't feel like we can have a conversation about manufacturing a product without me discussing some of my limitations because I know there's somebody out there that's like, I can't do this because I don't have this thing or this thing doesn't work or I don't know how to do this. And to be honest, like I had a long list of things that I didn't know how to do. I didn't have a team. I still don't have a team. It's just me and a VA that runs this show and my business. I didn't have any knowledge of commercial printing. I didn't have a ton of money to invest in this. I didn't have knowledge of launching a product like this. So I had never sold any type of a stationary product or book prior to creating the Visionary Journal. But despite all of that, I believed that I could figure it out. And so I did through a lot of trial error and Googling, I was able to manufacture the Visionary Journal. So the first thing that I did when approaching this product was try to figure out how I could get a prototype of this idea made. So initially, I started out with a mind map, just a brain dump 
of all of the stuff that I felt like I wanted to have in the planner, all the potential topics that it could cover. I just got that out of my brain and onto paper and really started like looking at the ideas and figuring out like what could work. How would this look in a planner? How would this look, um, you know, printed in what would be the, the easiest way for this process to be explained? Like just basic things like that. And once I had that all down, I actually started building out the initial visionary journal in a spreadsheet. So in Google Drive, and I still actually have that spreadsheet, I use that spreadsheet to just kind of map out like how the pages need to be laid out. So the visionary journal is broken up into three sections, goal, vision, and plan. And so I made headings for each of those sections and lists of the pages that would go in each section and notes about how the pages would look or information the pages would hold or ideas for what the pages could be. And I use that process to kind of get me a clear layout of actually what was going to go into the planner. So at this point, I didn't have anything solid. I, I didn't have any really clear ideas of what the pages actually look like, just a bunch of notes. From there, I took the information inside of my spreadsheet and I started sketching out pages. So what I thought the vision pages would look like and what I thought planning pages would look like and the action plan pages and like the weekly layout and just hand drawing like these different pages in different sections and seeing like, how would it look? Because I wanted to create what I saw in my mind for this planner as closely as possible as I could via paper. After I had my page concepts sketched out, it was time to start working on getting these pages actually digitized. And that's where I ran into a problem because when you're producing something like a planner or a book, the best software to use is Adobe InDesign. But at the time, I did not know how to use Adobe InDesign, like at all. So the way that I worked around that was I used Adobe Illustrator. I was really familiar with how to lay things out in Illustrator and pretty proficient at it. So I used Adobe Illustrator to build out all of the pages I needed and then exported those pages as PDFs. And it worked like it, it was not a pretty solution to my issue, but I'm really big on I'm not going to get bogged down by things I don't have or things that I don't know how to do. I'm going to figure out how to make it work. And so my solution was using a piece of software that I already knew how to use and making that software work for the, what I needed it for. So my takeaway here is if you run into a roadblock or a stumbling block when you're going through the process of creating your idea initially, figure out the best way that you can get it done within the limitations or the available resources that you have. Well, after I had built out all of these pages in Adobe Illustrator and laid them out into a PDF format, I got a complete printing of the file. And that is when I made my first prototype of the Visionary Journal. I went to Staples and I really like their disc bound notebooks, their ARC notebook system. So I went to Staples and I purchased one of their notebooks off the shelf with the little disc and a hole punch. And I built out my entire Visionary Journal into one of their notebooks. And that was like the thing, because from there, once I had a copy for myself to start using, I made a few extra copies to give out to family and friends so that they could test out the idea and give me feedback about what they thought and how it was all laid out. And that's how I got the first prototype of my planner. I really think that having a prototype for the planner was like the best move for me because it gave me an idea of what this product would look like in the actual real world the sizing, it let me see what pages worked and what things didn't work. If you have a product idea, I really think that you should invest some time up front 
putting together a working prototype just so that you can test your idea out into the in the real world and get feedback from other people. So once I knew this worked and I had my prototype, I decided I wanted to start testing this product out and getting feedback on an even larger scale. So the prototype was done. I went and decided I'm going to make my minimum viable product. So basically like the most basic thing that I can do to create several of these so that I can have them to hand out to family and friends and potentially sell so that I can get feedback on, do people like this? Is this something that they want? So I already knew that I wanted my planner to be in this disc bound system and I was already using the notebook pieces that I had purchased at Staples, but I needed more and I needed more quickly so that I could produce more copies and get them out to other people. So here's what I did at that point. One of the manufacturers for Discbound Notebooks is Levenger, and they are a company that's online. I went through their website and found where they offered these supplies to make your own Discbound Notebooks at home in bulk. So you could buy like a thousand of the discs at one time in, in different sizes, or you could buy the plastic covers and a heavy-duty hole punch. And so I actually purchased all of these materials from their website so that I could assemble the notebooks at home. And then I realized that it was too expensive to print out the pages for the entire planner on my home printer. So I found a local printer that could make copies and would make them on the specific type of paper I wanted. And I asked them for pricing for 50 sets. I purchased that and then I came home and I assembled the first 50 notebooks. A few of them I had already given away to family and friends from the supplies that I had from Staples. But this first set of 50, I actually put on my website and started selling. And I sold them to friends. I sold them to business associates. I sold them to people who I didn't even know, which I found to be most exciting that people I didn't know purchased this planner. And that's how I started getting like initial feedback because I wanted to know from people like, do you like this? What don't you like about it? What would you like to change? Some of the feedback I got was like, it's heavy. It's too large. They wanted something that was more portable. And so I took all of that into account and started making notes and asking people for testimonials about what they were getting done with using my planner system. So the takeaway here is make sure that after you have created your prototype, you know that it works, figure out how to get a small run of your product made, and then start selling it to people. Test out your price point. See if people are willing to pay the price point that you're selling this for and then start getting feedback and testimonials because that helps you sell more later on. Now, as great as it was to have the minimum viable product and to have been able to create my own planners and make them by hand, it also got old really fast. When you are trying to punch, you know, 100 plus pages and then get them all assembled into a notebook, it can just get draining. And the perfectionist in me wants each page to be like perfectly punched and perfectly lined up And it just, it was not going to be sustainable long-term for me to continue hand-punching and assembling each of these planners. I was thinking like long-term, like I want to eventually be able to do wholesale and stationary shows. And that just was not something that was feasible at the price point that I was selling for, for the amount of work that I was doing. So I needed to figure out a way to scale up. And this is when I started looking for an outside company to print my planners. Now, you can go the route of going overseas and you can use uh, Alibaba.com to look for a manufacturer overseas. 
But at this point, I just was not ready to take that on. There's a lot of work that goes into the printing process or the manufacturing process, and I was not ready to take on China and exporting and working with ports and some of the things that you have to do, the language barrier and the time difference. So I chose to find a company local, and I actually found a printer that is about 20 minutes from where I live. And it has been the hands-down best experience ever. So I found this printer through the print shop that I had purchased planner pages from initially. When I had gone in there and showed them like how I wanted the pages crunched and asked them like, you know, do you have the capabilities to do this? They said no, but they told me of a local printer that was like the largest in the area. And if anybody had the ability to do that, it would be them. So I reached out and set up a sales meeting to talk to them about what I actually was looking for and to see what they had available. So the way that kind of played out is I took all my notes. I took my planner that I had made for myself. I took examples of other planners and pictures and I went into the meeting and gave them like a laundry list of things. Like I wanted it to have, you know, a certain color coil and pockets and all of these different things. And after going back and forth for a little bit, uh, my saleswoman, Tracy, uh, said, you know, I'll take these back to our our estimator and see like what would be the cost and what we can actually do. And then I'll get back to you. So at that point, I had to wait to get my quote. But here's a couple of tips if you are thinking about looking for a local company to print something. If you're doing something like a planner or a book, it's really important that you know the lingo of your industry. So with book printing, you're not just looking for a commercial printer because a commercial printer could be anything from somebody who makes business cards and signs to somebody who makes notepads or magnets. You're really looking for a bindery a book bindery, because when you're doing book related things, it's really important to know if the company can bind them the way that you need them to be. So whether it's a coil or a spiral bound, or it's a case bound, which is what a hardcover book is, or a perfect bound book, which is what a paperback book that you get at the bookstore is. Whatever industry that you're looking for information about, make sure that you know their lingo. It will cut down your time for Googling so much because it took me months and months and months of looking into commercial printers to realize that I just didn't know the language. And that was holding up my process when it came to finding somebody to work with. Learning the lingo is key here. Something else about working with a company to manufacture your product, you really need to be aware of minimum orders and your your per piece pricing. So you need to ask them, what is the minimum order that you can get? And I suggest that you get a minimum number and then like your dream number. So I like to ask them like, how much will it cost for 250? How much will it cost for 500? And then how much will it cost for 1000? Because you'll notice as you increase in quantities, the per piece price or the per item price for your product, it will be less. But when you're starting out, a lot of times you have to go with that smaller quantity initially, and that's perfectly fine. It just costs you more. And when you're working with another company and you're small, that cost can really affect your bottom line. So you really need to be aware of what is it actually costing you to get each of these items produced. Now, you can go over and you know work with an overseas manufacturer and you'll get much better pricing, but you also have to get much larger quantities. So that's something to keep in mind. 
working with a local printer has enabled me to one, grow this planner business slowly and steadily, but it also gave me a lot of other benefits like learning how to even manufacture and learning how to set up files to make sure that they're print ready and knowing how to ask the right questions when it comes to manufacturing because I was able to do this with a person that I could go see face to face. And if you start out trying to work with a company overseas, you don't have a person face to face that you're going to talk to. You may be talking over Skype or via email and there's definitely a language barrier. So you have to be aware of that. Another thing about working with somebody local is a lot of times you get to kind of oversee production in a more hands-on way. So the very first time that my planner went to production, they arranged for me to come into their facilities and like take pictures and see like behind the scenes of the people who did certain functions or, you know, getting to see the pages printed or seeing the pages go through the folder. So I think that is a really neat experience and you can only have that if your company is local. So go local if you can. You can always scale up later. You don't have to start ordering, you know, a thousand quantity out the door. And I don't suggest that you do that anyway. Start small. Go with the MVP, the minimum viable product. After you've prototyped, create the minimum amount that you need and then try to sell that and see how that works. And if that works, scale up a little bit and keep scaling until eventually you need to go like big and do the overseas manufacturing thing. Or maybe you'll just stay local the entire time. It's really up to you. But I definitely suggest getting a small quantity and testing out that price point and if there's a demand for your product before you try to do more than that. Another thing that I suggest you do is to really focus on nailing down your budget so that you know exactly how much it's going to cost you to get your product produced. So the way that I handled this was I went and created a spreadsheet. I create spreadsheets for a lot of things, but I developed a budget based on the cost of my product. So what the printer said the cost would be for however many copies I got. So let's say 250 copies. I got their pricing for 250 copies. I also went out and priced supplies. So you can go on um, go online and shop for bulk supplies. One of my favorite places to buy bulk shipping supplies is Uline.com, U-L-I-N-E.com. It's great, but you also have to be willing to order in larger quantities to get the real price breaks. But if you had smaller quantities, you could also go on places like Amazon.com or even Etsy.com sells quite a bit of supplies at smaller cost. So figuring out your cost of product, your shipping supplies, if you need any additional software to sell your product, legal fees. So if you're getting trademarked or copywriting or copyrighted and then any type of bonus goodies. So I always like to stick like a little postcard that thanks the customer and a sticker that has, you know, something inspirational on it. So you all, you need to take all of these things into accounting when you're figuring out your pricing. So how much money do you need overall to bring this product idea to life? And then once you have your budget, you know, one, how much money you need to bring in to cover the cost of that product. But you also can use that number to kind of get a per piece price. So if you know what it cost, you know, if this, your budget for everything was $10,000 and you ordered 250, then all you would need to do is, you know, divide that 10,000 by 250 and you would know that each item costs about 40 bucks. So that's something to think about there. When it comes to getting the money for your product, 
My suggestion is that you try as hard as possible to pre-sell units or launch some type of a crowdfunding campaign. It's the best case scenario. You'll have the money that you need to cover your product, but you won't have to worry about taking on debt or any other of those apprehensions that come with trying to bring an idea to life. So best case scenario is to pre-sell your product, which means you need to put together a really tight launch plan. But I promise you it can be done. You just need to spend some time setting you know, deadlines, making sure that you nail down the product story and you take lots of pictures and you share testimonials and you be ready to scream about your project to the world to get it out there so that people are interested. But overall, I feel like manufacturing a product is totally doable. It does take a lot of time. I'm not going to lie. Every time I go into production for the Visionary Journal, it takes me probably about three months total just for planning any um, revisions that need to be made for the file and then the production process and getting things, you know, to me from the printer's office and getting things shipped. So it's not something that just happens overnight. But I promise that if you have a good idea and you're willing to put the work in, it's totally worth it. If you have questions that I didn't answer about how to manufacture a product, send me an email. Hello at keepchasingthestars.com. I'd be happy to direct you to a resource if I have one. And that's it for this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening. Learn more about this show and get access to show notes by visiting keepchasingthestars.com. While you're there, make sure you subscribe for updates. I'll be back next week. And in the meantime, go out there and pimp your brilliance.